From KLW News, I'm Holly Kernan, and this is Artery, cultural coverage that pumps blood to your brain. Art blooms in some unlikely places, far from galleries and museums. Reporter Robert Polly found one of those places tucked into a corner of San Francisco Bay, behind fortified concrete and miles of razor wire. In a lot of ways, this classroom is like so many art studios I've visited. It has that air of focused creativity, that bright clutter of paints and easels and works in progress. But in one way, it's entirely different. Uh, this is another one I'm working on. This is the death row right here. This is North Block, and this is the shed. This is Ronnie Goodman, one of the student artists here, showing me his landscape paintings. And he did say death row. See, this is San Quentin, the state prison. And death row, it's part of the landscape. I call this the warehouse series because there's a lot of guys inside of a dorm, and that's where I, where I live at in the dorm. Ronnie's one of about 150 inmates who take part in San Quentin's packed schedule of art classes. Like a lot of the guys I talk to, he says the experience has changed him. I have made a commitment to art, and I want to give that to the world. Ronnie's looking ahead to his release in a couple of years and hopes to pursue an art career on the outside. For others here who aren't facing parole anytime soon, making art is a way to get by one day at a time. It's an outlet for me. It's a place in my head where it is peace. Henry Frank is in his 14th year of a 29-to-life sentence. He likes to paint themes from his Native American heritage, like traditional villages and nature scenes. He's working on an image of a mountain lion drinking from a moonlit stream. I think about how the fur would feel and being out in the, a summer night just seeing the, the moon and just laying in the grass or feeling the water. So I get absorbed into that. It's that seriousness about art, common among the men here, that draws professional instructors like Katya McCulloch to San Quentin. She teaches the weekly printmaking class. And I've brought in guest artists, in fact, who were amazed at the depth and length that, you know, that these students here in the prison would just go deeper and deeper into the artwork. More than any collector, any patron, any fellow artist, I find that men here really engage with the artwork. San Quentin's programs don't stop with the visual arts. There are classes in creative writing, music, and drama. If you dare not trust that you see, confess not that you know, and you will follow me, I will show you. Bear witness for yourself. This past March, the prison staged a performance of Shakespeare's Much Ado About Nothing. Inmates played the male roles. The female parts were played by actresses from the Marin Shakespeare Company. The company's been putting on theater classes here for the last five years. The men really threw themselves into their roles, and they seemed to win over the audience. Visitors like me mixed with San Quentin staff and prisoners. Afterwards, the crowd and cast mingle, and the inmate actors savor the moment. This is Henry Montgomery, who goes by the nickname MC. And this experience right here is like, it's just, it's, it's something that I never thought I would be doing. And this place right here, Quentin, is unlike any other prison in California. I've been to about six different prisons, and I mean, this place, as far as programs and just the, the people here that treat you like humans, it's, it's, that's what I like most of all. San Quentin wasn't always so exceptional. 
Six years ago, each of California's 33 state prisons had similar art programs. But the state budget collapsed in 2002, and prison art funding was slashed. At San Quentin, art instruction survives through private grants and help from groups like Marin Shakespeare. Proponents are still fighting to restore statewide funding, and they cite studies showing that arts training pays off, reducing violence in prison and repeat crimes after parole. But for inmates like Ronnie Goodman, the issue cuts even deeper. It's not about statistics. It's about sustenance. Is there, uh, is there beauty in prison? Um, I think there's beauty in everything. The light may illuminate through the bars, and you try to capture that. For Artery, I'm Robert Polly. Each week we get a review from someone immersed in the arts. Chloe Veltman is chief theater critic for the SF Weekly. This week I went to Zellerback Hall in Berkeley to see the West Coast premiere of Cal Performances and San Francisco Opera's production of The Little Prince, which is Rachel Portman's adaptation of the famous 1943 novella by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry. Portman is best known as a composer of film scores, So her music for The Little Prince sounds in very many ways like a film score. It seems to play more of a supporting role than take centre stage. The music includes one strikingly humorous short aria for the tenor who plays the role of the vain man. Um, The actor's name is Thomas Glenn in this production. And the scoring is often playful. At one point, Portman employs the sound of a typewriter's clacking keys. And there's also a bit when a character plays a kazoo on stage, which kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, Mozart's The Magic Flute. And also, she does have a wonderful ability to spin these fine gauze-like textures for string instruments. And she gives the winds some really lovely, mournful solos. But on the whole, though the music is pleasant to the ear, it doesn't offend in any way, it otherwise more or less slides by unnoticed. However, what makes this little prince such a really wonderful experience is the collaboration between all the artists involved. The music blends seamlessly with Wright's cheeky libretto, which is written in rhyming couplets, and director Francesca Zambello's staging is nothing short of magical. It makes use of the entire breadth and the height and the depth of the stage, and there's really inventive use of trapdoors as well. Designer Maria Bjornsson's storybook desert setting with its cartoon-like dunes provides a simple yet thoroughly striking canvas upon which Rick Fisher's lights powerfully evoke the rising and setting Sahara sun. It's very beautiful. And best of all, the cast, which features a chorus of 24 children and a 12-year-old boy in the title role, sings with sensitivity and passion, but they never once veer into saccharine terrain. So I'm not surprised that this opera has received so many stagings over the past five years. I would say that it must bring out the inner child in anyone who goes to see it. The Little Prince runs through May 11th at Zellerbach. For more information on that or anything else you hear on Artery, go to KALW.org and click on the Arts and Literature tab. The music you're listening to right now is Blamos, a local band from San Francisco. They're playing May 9th at the Hemlock Tavern. For Artery, I'm Holly Kernan. Money talks, but it's time.